0: Hey, it's The Home Medic. You're listening to the series on garages. Welcome back to The Home Medic, where we, as always, help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital and teach you the $10 fixes before the $10,000 hammer. Hits you. We have Heidi Hansen.
1: I just love joining your show because I learn every time we're together.
0: If you've got your car in the garage and you turn the key on and you leave that garage door open.
1: Right. Is that safe?
0: No. It's not. Okay. Actually, uh, I want to say that the the other way. If you you leave the garage door open, you're fine. If you leave the garage door closed and you got that car going, carbon monoxide factory. It's exactly. Bad.
1: It doesn't take
0: long. Back when I first got my carbon monoxide detector, as a home inspector, I'd test, do things here and there. I'd test my house. I'd test near my water heater in my furnace, and they were all doing okay. I tested outside. I kept getting zero readings. I thought, okay, I need to get some, some carbon monoxide going so that I can see this thing work.
1: Make sure the meter is working, right? Right.
0: So I did what any foolish man would do. What was that? And I went out to my garage. I turned my truck on, closed the garage door.
1: <laughs> well, hey, a test is a test, That's right? right. I gave to do it, it about
0: one minute. Really? And I went out there, and as soon as I went through the door, this carbon monoxide detector went off. Really? I was at 5,000 parts per million in... Less than a second.
1: That is unbelievable, really. And
0: to give you some flavor, EPA says that 50 parts per million is a maximum that you can have in the workplace. Oh, wow. So the health and safety business, 5,000, is what's called IDLH, meaning immediate danger to life and health. Mm. If you think that you're going to save some money and turn your car on and leave the garage door closed because it's cold outside in the winter, right? Yeah. Not a good idea. Don't
1: do it. Not even 15 seconds. Can you
0: imagine somebody putting their kids in there and leaving the garage door closed?
1: Yeah, you know, running out in the morning, putting your kids in the car seat, I mean, we're just imagining here, but then you run back inside to grab your purse or something, and you get distracted for a minute, have to go to the bathroom.
0: Maybe the phone rings.
1: Yeah, that that's really scary.
0: And it, it happens a lot. I think a person can do any amount of research. In my case, I know that I had one of those old hatchback cars way oh, back in the Oh, the 80s.
1: Pinto or the... yeah. <laughs>
0: And I managed to give my family carbon monoxide poisoning simply because I threw my kids in the back of the car. And then in the hatchback, I I put in, I don't remember what it was, a bicycle or a lawnmower or something stupid. Okay. And then down the road I went. For, For days after that, the entire family had to shake off carbon monoxide poisoning just from running down the road.
1: So was it the the lawnmower in the back, or what, the exhaust was coming back in through there? Yeah, the exhaust was going
0: back into the car because the hatch was open.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: So it can definitely happen. I read an article a while ago where some lady had hired a roofer. Right. And he was the cheap guy, and he probably didn't know what he was doing, but after day one, he left his tools up there on the roof, and day two, he comes back, he knocks on the lady's door... And to let her know that he was there, and she didn't answer. And it's because she was dead. He had killed her. What? Because he left his tools on top of the chimney flue.
1: Oh, my goodness. And all of the
0: carbon monoxide that should have escaped the house instead stayed inside the house, killed her.
1: Oh, that is tragic. I want
0: you to be very much aware that carbon monoxide is deadly and you don't want to have your garage door closed when you've got your car on.
1: Wow. Homeowners. Nothing. Nothing on your flue.
0: Similarly if you've got chemicals or solvents, even gasoline if you've got that sort of stuff and you're using it inside the garage
1: yeah, which we often do. In closed space, you
0: really don't need to, to be doing that. It, again, if you if you must use solvents, et cetera, out in your garage, make sure that garage door is all the way open.
1: It's hard to abide by in the winter when it's freezing cold, but it's so important.
0: Yeah, definitely think of more than just your own personal safety because landing in the hospital or, or in the morgue is... Not a good thing.
1: Well, and your own personal safety always affects your family, too. So do think of your personal safety as well.
0: Another one of the items that I want to have you be aware of, if you've got a gas container and it's approved and it's five gallons or less, uh, the research that I have done says that that's okay. If you've got it in a non-approved container, maybe it's glass or whatever, if if it could spill and you end up with five gallons of gas across your garage floor, not a good scenario. No. No. Similarly, I want you to just think of the materials that you have in your garage uh, that might be a hazard in another way, and that's because the critters are finding it. In my own personal experience, I used to store some paintballs.
1: <laughs> this, is a, this is a good story. I have heard this <laughs> one before, and it's great.
0: I had my moment where I was going to be the paintball fanatic. I, I found out that I suck at it. You know, I, I got hit with paintballs a lot more than I hit. Others with
1: paintballs. I still don't see the attraction in that. I really don't. <laughs> you can hunt other people. <laughs> it's the only game where you
0: actually get to hunt people, oh, and so that uh, the alpha male deal. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I, I was storing my paintballs there in the garage. The mice found it. It's not paint. I, I can only imagine that the base that they're using for those paintballs is maybe a flour mixture or something like that. But the, the mice appreciated me storing those paintballs there in my garage, and of course, then you got the mouse poop, and then you got to worry about hantavirus, and that's a t- uh, total different other subject. Another category that now you worry of about. danger. So, and then of course. Food out in the garage—not a good idea. Always for the a problem. Always right.
1: a problem. Got your 72-hour kits out there. You want to make sure your food is well contained, or yeah. don't put it.
0: Yeah, any sort of food storage out there needs to be well contained. And what what would well contained mean?
1: Well, a Ziploc bag probably isn't sufficient. Nope. You you know, if you had it in a backpack and it was in a Ziploc bag and then in a zipper pouch, it might. Uh-huh. It might be safe from the critters. Of course, you've got the heat to deal with, too, which can cause things to go rancid. Yeah, in I'm hurry. thinking
0: more of a plastic bin, something that's yeah, going to be mouse-proof. Yeah,
1: like a Rubbermaid. That's, uh, the best thing is to do it with your little duffel bag and then throw that inside a Rubbermaid bin. Then it's really well protected.
0: Anything that a critter might appreciate you uh, feeding them probably needs yeah. to be in something that is mouse-proof. So, one more subject that I want to cover, and this one is your story, Heidi. Yeah,
1: this is. The one thing that you d- may not think of, you know, and this is all, if you can keep it inside and you have enough storage space for all these things, 72-hour kits, clothing, et cetera, great. But we're often using the garage space because it is a big, big space for storage. Well, I had a fur mink coat that I had purchased from an antique store. It was worth several thousand dollars, and I was looking forward to saving it for some really special occasion but didn't want to keep it in my inside closet just because of space and, and also thinking that it would be better off in the garage. So I put it in a black plastic garbage bag and sealed it up tightly in that. And a couple of years later when I went to take it out, it was covered with worms. It had been attacked by the worms. We had a similar situation happen with an elk hide and, or it was elk or bear fur that my former husband had cured also. So live animal skin, with or without fur, can be a problem in the garage.
0: Yeah, those hides, I can only imagine that when you bought them, of course, they were, uh, when you say worms, I'm, I'm thinking they were probably maggots.
1: When I bought the first stole, it was in great condition and looked clean, very nicely kept. So there were no signs of damage or, or yuckiness to it. So I don't know where they came from. I don't know if they crept in the bags or if they were in the... If
0: we're talking years later, I'm, what had to have happened on all of the above is as long as those things remain dry, yeah, you're in good shape. But if you're storing them in a garage where you're going to have humidity issues, probably what happened is you got humidity... They got into the bag and then it's going to mm. f- or condense right. on the inside of the bag and then that's going to get the clothing wet and next thing that comes, you're just going to have maggots or worms that are going to find you once you've got a food source like that.
1: Yeah, they're good at finding things for sure. It was a disappointment. It was a huge disappointment.
0: Be aware of that sort of thing as you're deciding what to store in the garage. Okay, that'll wrap it up for this particular segment. You are now master of your mansion, even if your mansion is just a TP in the uh, forest. If you need more information, you can always go to my website, HomeMedicUSA.com. That's HomeMedicUSA.com. If you need a pro, if you need somebody who I would recommend and be proud to recommend to you, please give me a try. If you need just anybody, try Google. And finally, be you. Everybody else, yeah, they're taken.